Hey friends, and welcome to season two, episode 12 of the Coffee and Grace podcast. Today is episode three of a four episode podcast series where I am chatting with women in this community, all focused around the current coronavirus pandemic. The world may be in the middle of an unprecedented crisis, but people are still having babies. With 250 babies born every minute, it's safe to assume that more than 12 million new lives have started since the world locked down about eight weeks ago. And while many anxious parents probably wish they could delay the birth of their child until COVID-19 recedes, that's not an option. So hospitals, medical bodies, and labor and delivery staff have adapted their practices to allow women to give birth as safely as possible in the middle of this pandemic. While the rules may vary in different countries, they all share the same goal. Keep things as normal as possible. But stories from around the world show that's not always possible. Today I am joined by Megan, who just recently gave birth to her third child, a little girl, in March. Megan shares what it was like giving birth during a pandemic, how her postpartum journey looks so much different than with her other two children, and the highs and lows of bringing a new baby into the world during this really unique time. I hope you enjoy. Every journey to motherhood is unique. Some of us have more difficult paths to navigate, while others follow the straight and narrow, hitting bumps further on down the road. Hi, I'm Sonia. I'm a mom whose journey to motherhood did not come easy. Here at Coffee and Grace, we have open and honest conversations about motherhood, provide hope to those who are anxiously waiting to become a mama, and a community where you can truly feel safe to speak your truth. The conversations here are honest, true, hard, and beautiful. Go find your coffee. Welcome to Coffee and Grace. And remember, you're not alone on this journey. And welcome back to the Coffee and Grace podcast. I'm your host, Sonia, and today I am joined by Megan from Airdrie, Alberta, Canada. So, welcome to the podcast, Megan. I'm so happy to have you here and to hear your story today. Awesome. I'm super excited to share a little bit of what's happened. Yeah, I'm excited to hear, especially because I'm going to be in your situation very soon. So, I'm excited to hear sort of what I'm in for. Um, So like I mentioned in my introduction, today's episode will be focused all around not only being pregnant during a pandemic, but also what it was like giving birth during a pandemic. So let's start off today's conversation by letting, um, by giving you the opportunity to tell us a little bit about yourself and your children and what life is like for you right now. Awesome. I am a mom of three, four and under. So I have a four-year-old boy, a two-year-old boy, and a brand new baby girl. Mm. (laughs) Um, my husband and I, we've been married for two years. We've been together for about seven. And um, he took on the awesome job of working away from home 25 days a month. So oh gosh. <laughs> I'm pretty on my own regularly. And then we kind of have days off together. And yeah, it's a little crazy. So I've been a stay-at-home mom now for four years since my oldest was born. And we've kind of moved around a little bit from BC and Alberta and back and forth. That's crazy. Well, I'm just, you said three under four, right? Your oldest one is not quite four years old. 
just freshly for. Just freshly. I'm just thinking of my situation, and Jace will just be freshly three years old by the time this baby comes. So I'll, I'll kind of understand what your situation will be like, although my husband does not work out of town. So I cannot totally relate to you in that regard. That must be extremely, extremely tough. I think you get used to it, but it is a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, every all my friends who have husbands who work out of town sort of say the same thing. Like, it's just a lifestyle that you're used to and you become accustomed to. Um, but it's also very crazy and hectic. So good on you, Mama. I can't imagine. So I just want to thank you again for being here. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast, like I said earlier, and have the opportunity to chat with someone who not only experienced pregnancy during a pandemic, but also gave birth recently. In a matter of few months, I'll also be giving birth to my third child while having two toddlers at home. So like I said, I'm sure there are many ways our lives are or will be relatable um, in the next few months. Although most of your pregnancy wasn't during the time of the coronavirus pandemic when really those strict restrictions were put in place. But was there anything different about this pregnancy than your last two that you can share that was affected by the pandemic? And did your birth sort of plan change suddenly or did most of your prenatal journey stay around the same? So luckily for us, we had already pre-planned to have a home birth with this baby. So we were prepared and ready to go. Um, and that pretty much stayed on track other than I ended up having her March 15th which if everyone can remember is probably like the week that everything really shut down. I think it was the and day actually the I, day it really was. that. Yeah. It was literally almost the day that everything shut down. So with us, um, otherwise we were, I was going to let myself go into labor naturally, but with everything that was happening, my midwife um, had actually decided it was better to come over the day before and break my water so that we could, one, avoid hospital, and two, avoid hospital before everything really set in if right. we did end up needing to go. So that's really the only thing that changed was, you know, we broke my water a little bit early to try to convince her to get out here yeah. really quickly. And then um, as far as, yeah, postpartum care was the biggest one. Everything changed with that immediately. It was almost a little bit intimidating from, like, my normal care that I had been used to. Yeah, so then that's a a good segue because that was the next question I was going to ask. So can you share what it was like giving birth and how like this time with your daughter and how it was different than your other two children? And you brought up like that postpartum care looked different. And I'm sure appointments for your daughter have looked different or anything else that you can think of that made this experience considerably different than before. So like considering your postpartum care. Yeah, absolutely. So um, she was actually a very fast labor. She came in under an hour. My husband delivered her before anyone made it to her house. No way. (laughs) Your husband (laughs) delivered her. Crazy. Yeah. So it was a really like crazy afternoon. But because all the restrictions had started setting in that day, my midwives actually only stayed about an hour and a half after her delivery. Yeah. Um, Everyone had masks and gloves on and it was like a little, it was just, there was just a weird almost vibe <laughs> with everything yeah. going on. And my two other children were actually with my mom at the time because everything was just so up in the air. We weren't really, you know, aware of like the social distancing stuff or space or right what they were doing. So the next day it was almost a panic. Like the boys came home really quickly, like quicker than they were originally intended to. 
Um, and then the midwives actually only did one in-person check uh, with the 24 hours after she was born. Yeah. Just to weigh her. And luckily, like, her weight was perfect. She didn't lose any birth weight. So they basically, because she was healthy and we were doing okay and my recovery was fine, every single one of my appointments then turned into phone appointments. Okay. So um, we actually haven't seen anybody in person or any care providers in person since her birth. Wow. And so it's just changed to like stepping on a scale to weigh her. And and so did you have home births for your, um, your first two children or did you deliver in the hospital? We had hospital births with the first two. You did. Um, and so was your choice to do a home birth um, like a personal choice or was it also in light of this pandemic starting? So what I'm just curious as to why you decided to do it this way or if it was just like a personal choice, a personal experience that had nothing to do with the pandemic that was about to arise. Yeah. So for us in Airdrie, our nearest hospital to deliver at is actually in Calgary. And I think you've talked about the foothills previously, so you can kind of tell how far away they are from each other. So um, for us, I just have really fast labors. I've had a three hour baby and a six hour baby. So we just decided we've had healthy, great babies and midwife care with every single one. So we would just have the baby at home this time and, you know, save a a deer foot baby for somebody else. <laughs> yes, no kidding. Okay. No, that's good. I was just curious sort of what what that thought, but honestly worked out somewhat perfectly, I suppose, based on what would have happened with your hospital care and all that sort of thing. So in a way it kind of worked out to be a positive experience for you as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, had I planned to go to the hospital anyways, we probably would have changed to the home birth plan. Just right. because it's, it is a little daunting right now, the idea of walking into the hospital for any reason, let alone with a fresh baby. Was there any fear in your mind that something, um, well, I'm sure there's always a little bit of fear when you, when you're delivered. Cause like there's so many unknowns, as you know, and anything could happen so quickly and, and you just kind of go into it, taking it, you know, step by step and you just sort of let the process happen as it is and not to worry until there's something to worry about. But was obviously it sounds like this was a healthy delivery everything went really really good which probably helped with that postpartum care a little bit right not having to be immediately um in the hospital and so on and so speak so so was there any fear in your mind that okay what if something goes wrong we're gonna have to go to the hospital what does that look like because home births are just amazing to me um but there's also like what happens like what if this happens how do you get the care that you need immediately sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we actually broke my water early because of coronavirus or else we really wouldn't have done it Right. because everything and the restrictions were starting to come in. My midwives and I had talked that, you know, if we broke my water, I should progress quickly. So we were able to break my water at home, but it was broken for just over 30 hours. So we we were on the clock for getting ready to go to the hospital. And that was, almost terrifying to me mm-hmm. to, think, to, to pack up and get ready to go there because we had done everything to try to avoid going there right now and being right near the hospital so everyone was getting a little bit nervous and 
luckily she took her time and just decided to <laughs> show up really <laughs> fast afterwards. Okay. But um, we definitely were nervous about, you know, the idea of if anything went wrong or if we did have to go to the hospital, especially since there's so many restrictions right now on who can visit, who can stay and yeah. the number of people with you. Right. Yeah, that would that would be a lot. So I think that's just a bit of a silver lining for you. And like you said, you delivered a healthy baby girl. And so far, all your appointments have just been over the phone, things like that. You haven't had to go into person. And that's probably been a little bit. Have you liked that piece of it? Or do you feel like it's your third child? So you've kind of been around the block here a little bit. You've you're not a first time mom, which changes this experience drastically. But do you do you sort of wish you had that opportunity to have those appointments in person just so you could, you know, answer or get questions asked and answers appropriately? Or um, has it been kind of been okay doing it this way over the phone? So with with midwife care, it's so personal. It's very personable. You kind of get attached to your midwives and it's it's a little community. Like, even my midwife group in the start, um, all the moms that are due the same month get together and you have community sessions together before you even deliver. Okay. So it was almost like bittersweet that I, I'm happy that I don't have to go in and we don't have these contacts with people, but also I'm, you're missing that community part, that growing part, that personal part of, you know, they come to your home and they check on the baby and they check on you and it's, it's just a really personal and like engaging experience that we definitely missed out on this time. And compared to my boys who were obviously not born during the pandemic, um, it was really cool to have them come to our home regularly and see the baby grow for the first six weeks and go for visits after. And now we've unfortunately kind of lost that part this time. Yeah. And I'm sure it's also been, really difficult so have you been able to have family around or have you made sort of the 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 conscious choice not to have family visit the baby um how does that look like because that because I think especially when you get to like your second or third you sort of depend on family not necessarily to help with the new baby but to help with the other children to take the other children so you can get a break just to be with that baby I know I'm looking forward to that but I'm not sure what that will look like even in September um, just to have the opportunity just to have someone on one time, someone else to help with the other kids because they're busy. Um, so what does that sort of look like for you? That's definitely for me, having that family and extended family with my husband gone you know, 24 days of the month. It, I rely on having my tiny village of people. Yeah. And we had all these plans too. I mean, I had both my boys in preschool three days a week and right. time that I would mm-hmm. have alone with the baby and time that I would have alone with them and sitters and all of these plans. And so with family, uh, my mom is actually high risk. So we had made the decision to cohort together. We only get groceries together from the same places. We order delivery and we don't really go anywhere else, and we've kept it very close to anybody else. Um, and it, it stinks because there's other grandparents that I want to meet their grandchild, and there's aunts and uncles and friends, and unfortunately, we've definitely stayed very isolated from them, which is, in turn, I mean, a lot more has been put on me and our household by myself to 
entertain the boys and keep the baby happy and do it all at once. (laughs) I think that's the biggest piece, like, that I think is the hardest when I talk to other women, um, whether it was bringing a baby home through adoption or pregnancy or whatever that looked like. I think when I hear it, it almost hits me a little bit like that. You can't see family or, you know, grandparents or aunts and uncles are missing out on seeing the baby in person. And that just is so hard because we all know how fast babies change and the rate they grow. And I think you just can't get that time back, whether it's newborn photos, um, you know, family visits. Like, it's just, I think that's the piece that, to me, seems like it's just the hardest piece emotionally and mentally for all of this. A, you don't have your tiny village, as you called it, to support you because other family members, they might be also at high risk. There's just so many factors. And to not have those people, and especially their, like not being able to see the baby as well, is just also, I'm sure, heart-wrenching. And I think that just has to be one of the hardest, if not the hardest piece of all of this. And not even just because you just delivered a new baby, but just not even being able to see grandchildren in general, um, I think would be extremely difficult. So I'm sure your family can agree with all of that. I'm sure it's hard on you too. Oh, no, absolutely. I think that, I mean, with my boys, I don't think I ever had any feelings of, you know, and it's not that I have postpartum depression, but those feelings that creep in and like that, that stress and that struggle. And with this baby, I found it so much different because I can't get up and go around and do the things that we normally would do, in in my words, to stay sane (laughs) with everybody. So Whether that's like a trip to the mall, right? Or just going to visit a friend. Exactly. It's it's been so isolating, especially since, like I said, I'm, I'm by myself so many days that I used to look forward to wasting my day at the mall or at a friend's house <laughs> yeah. or playing or the days would go by faster. So now I find myself sitting in our house, you know, counting down 25 days and being like, you're coming mm-hmm. home soon, right? Like, I really need you to come home. And it's unfortunate. That's even that's even harder. I think that just adds another layer. And that kind of brings me, we kind of are in the middle of speaking to it, but I really did just want to touch on what it was like mentally and emotionally um, not only just being pregnant, but um, giving birth during a pandemic. And I'm sure there's a lot of fears. I know we've touched on that, but is there anything else? Like you've kind of said like that isolation, the days are going slower. You're counting down the days until your husband gets home. You don't have your village. Like that would all be mentally and emotionally tough. And like you said, you haven't suffered from postpartum depression, but that isolation is real and that's really, really hard. And I think this just takes it up a notch to a whole other level, not even being able to be out in public. That is how I survived motherhood for my 18 months straight home with my two children. And it makes me a little bit nervous on what that will look like in a few months and play groups and all those things were just how we survived the day. And I'm sure you can agree. No, absolutely. I think that it's been it's been so different this time around and it's been more stressful. I mean, even the simple things like getting your packages off the front porch and spraying everything with Lysol yeah. and then trying to find Lysol and worrying about <laughs> every single contact or every single thing that you touch and worrying about if you touch the baby and then you touch these things. And it's really easy to get so wrapped up in that and have that anxiety and stress constantly of, 
what does it look like if someone in my family does catch COVID? How do we deal? Especially my husband is in and out every 24 days. So I, even with him coming home, I want him to come home. But at the end of the day, I don't really want him to come home because I can't control everywhere he's been or touched or what right. he's dealt with as mm-hmm. well. And I think there's just this extra level um, of caution when you bring a new baby home too, right? Like that level of you're trying to keep them safe and all that stuff too. So I think there's that extra level as well. Absolutely. And I think it's just so even more blown up now from the normal anxiety of, you know, is the baby sleeping, (laughs) eating, breathing? Is everything okay to what does it look like if something happens? Exactly. We're not okay. And even I had talked with my husband about it before. Even what if I catch COVID as the main caregiver for our family? Like, what can we do with our kids? And, you know, like I had said before, my mom being high risk, what can we do? Because my mom can't take them in his, like, how would we even cope and survive? So, no kidding. Yeah, that's extremely difficult. Um, so as I've had the opportunity to speak with women in this community about the current pandemic, I've quickly learned that there was some positives and the entire experience hasn't been entirely negative. So just to sort of wrap up today, thinking back, what would you say has been some of the positives you've experienced being pregnant and or giving birth during this time? So you kind of talked about your home birth worked out really well. Um, and that was nice. Was there anything else that's sort of been a silver lining, um, throughout all of this? It has. We've definitely slowed down. I have so much more time to lay on the couch and hold the baby. And I mean, we're, we're a breastfed family. So I had time to establish that so well and make this freezer stash and all the things that (laughs) I felt very hectic before trying to balance, like with my other boys trying to balance, like going out and doing those things and seeing people and doing those things. Now, you know, I just have to worry about feeding us and hanging out for the day and spending that time together. And it, it has really created this really cool, solid family bond between the five of us. And it's, it has been great to spend time together and establish that relationship quickly. (laughs) Yes. No kidding. Well, I just want to thank you so much for sitting down with me today. I know you're a busy mama to now three children, so I don't want to take too much of your time, but I'm just so thankful for you to share your experience with the Coffee and Grace community. We are all experiencing a new normal, and I really don't think anything can possibly prepare anyone for giving birth to a new child during a pandemic. So it sounds like you've been doing a great job, especially solo parenting for a large chunk of the month. So if you want to connect further with Megan, she can be found on Instagram and I'll just tag up um, her account. So if you want to ask her more questions or even talk about her midwife experience, I'm sure she'd be open to that. So look for that up in the show notes and I'll make sure I tag her. And stay tuned for next week's final episode in this four-part pandemic series where I'll be chatting with a registered provisional psychologist all about parenting during a pandemic. Take care. Mm